We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician, where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Yo. Are you there? I am. All right, let me add her. Let me add Brendan. I hate when I have to teach you technology. <laughs> always, always waiting for Eric to figure out the simplest technologies. Story it's of my disgusting. life. Listen, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, you know, I think I have multiple accounts. I'm realizing because, like, this one is associated with like a, a job that I had years ago. It's like all my contacts are all these losers that I hope to never see again. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you safe? Like. <laughs> There's people you are avoiding, so you come up with these pseudonyms. I like it. Do you have these for well, me as well? No, it's not a pseudonym situation. It's just like I think that I had to set this particular account up for that job, mm-hmm. and I've not used it since. Gotcha. And I'm reminded. <laughs> I had to reset my Skype password. I had to find a Microsoft Microsoft account password. Didn't know that was a thing. Oh, God. So I'm feeling old as well with this technology. Yeah. yeah. It's been – yeah. It's so funny, the old emails and old things that you have to like reset. Like, oh, that's right. I signed up for this thing with my old Hotmail, and now I have to go into yeah, my yeah, Hotmail, yeah, yeah. which doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, And you're like, what was my password back then? Was it It was, it it was Eddie really Mung? dumb. Yeah, it was something <laughs> really, really dumb that, that definitely really blink my two rules. My first yeah. email address was uh, dogbreath70. I made that in third grade, and I, I used that professionally in the first few you years You sent of my that life. to me. Yeah, that was a real thing. <laughs> I think we were first me- meeting, and I was like, "I'll email you some info." And you were like, "Okay, it's dog breath." <laughs> the the like, password was was fire axe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome in, everybody, to the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Uh, I am your host, Adam Mares, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues today via Skype, the Skype hotline. It's Brendan Vote. Brendan, what's happening? Esteemed. You woke me up from a slumber, Adam, so esteemed <laughs> sounds nice. Thank you for the compliment. Uh, your fans will, will appreciate it. As, uh, they, they would have been very bored by just me and, and just Eric, but so they're thankful for you being here. And then, of course, I guess I gave away the uh, – I buried the lead here. We also have Eric Weedham. You might know him as D-Line Co. D-Line Co., what's Hello. happening? How much, man? Big night. Absolutely big night. <laughs> huge night. It actually <laughs> was a huge night. We're going to talk about – so today's show, we're going to talk about the brand new jerseys, the black rainbow skylines that just dropped um, from the Nuggets. This- we kind of We kind of knew they were coming. This is like Eric's Super Bowl, man. This is a huge <laughs> night for the design guy. Yeah, if you don't no, know no, – D-Line Co., he designs all of our branding at, at, at DNVR, and he also does all of our shirts, and so he's the perfect person. He's a graphic designer. He's the perfect person to have on. That's right. I'm the perfect, and I'm a delight. <laughs> you are a delight. <laughs> uh, later in the show, Eric doesn't even know this, but later in the show, we're going to play Deadville's Advocate. We have some of the takes we have had this year, I think collectively, like a lot of us, you know... I think certainly me and Brendan, for a lot of the takes we're going to discuss, are on the same side. You know, talking about whether Tory Craig should have played, should MPJ play more, you know, being a defense first team, not offense. We're going to talk about those things, but play Deadville's advocate. Try to maybe give the other side a little bit more credit. So, Eric, you get ready for that. And then in the final segment, we're going to preview tomorrow's matchup with the Houston Rockets, um, uh, which should be good. But before we get started, I want to promote the live show. 
Very excited about this. Thursday night, 7 o'clock, Blake Street Tavern. The three of us will be there, along with our colleague Harrison Wind. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have different segments. You, the audience, are going to have a chance to come join us up on the panel and talk about the nuggets of whatever topic we, we choose. You don't have to, but of course you're, you're welcome to. We're going to be having people on all night. And then... Um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. We hope to do a lot of these. And if you're, we did this last year, Brendan, and I thought it was a, actually, and Eric too. And I thought yeah. it was a really good yeah. time. Yes. Yeah, so a little more forgettable performance from Eric. I agree. No, I had a great time. <laughs> it was so much fun. A lot more people showed up than I'll be honest. I expected at the first go and uh, people were willing participants, super fun, man. And I get sick of hearing just you guys' voices. So if some of you want to come on and be on the show for a change, that'd be nice. That's yeah, funny. I was gonna. I was gonna say, you sh- anybody who's curious as to what this form will be like or what this will actually look or sound like, you should you should listen to the pod last year. It was actually really good. We got compliments on it and everything. Yeah, we did get compliments. Somebody called it the favorite episode ever in the history of Locked On Nuggets. So, doing it for DNVR, we're gonna have even cooler stuff. We got a whole team of people at our staff that are gonna be helping produce this thing. And then I wanted to say, last year we got all age groups. Like we got some like college age people. We also got like some old, you know just older people. Like uh, you know, I don't even want to estimate the age. We just we got we got all di- different generations. Don't offend anyone, you know? Yeah. yeah, we got all generations. So if you're thinking about coming out and you don't know if it's for you, it's for you. It's for everybody. It's a lot of fun, and it's just fun to talk nuggets. It's funny that they play the Houston Rockets right before this because I'm a little mm. nervous about the game. And it's going to suck if Denver just gets destroyed. Funny is one word for it. Yeah. No matter what, though, you know what? Nuggets are nine and three, so they'll either be ten and three, which is awesome, or they'll be nine and four, which is still really awesome. And it'll be a good time. We'll we'll make it a, a fun, upbeat show um, for you. I want to start today, though. Did you guys see the video of soccer at the at practice today? Oh yes, the most Absolutely. wholesome Denver Nuggets content. To so the joyful. It so was so joyful. Joy- Isn't this what we've been talking about? Like the Nuggets need a little joy, an injection of joy. And it's funny, man. Like the, the team genuine. We never get to see behind the curtain unless they show us, and they like rarely ever show us these types of things. They look like they were having a blast out there. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was Malone. By the way, Adam, this is going to be a good stop pause candidate for DNBA show. Okay. But, oh, uh, Malone like was loving it, man. That's pro- that's the happiest he's looked since <laughs> they were up. Not even. I can't oh, even wow. say since they were up thirty, they would have to be up. More yeah, than he that. was definitely not happy at that moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only. I mean, he was actually like really good. He was like much better than he should have been. And he actually was out, playing they, soccer. Yeah, it was like indoor soccer. You turn the basketball court into a soccer court i guess yeah, yeah. It was a, it's yeah. a soccer court it wasn't a field and they were playing yeah. him alone right there in the thick of it which is always funny there was no other assistance in there right there was no tim conley wasn't in there it was just all the players and malone um joshing it up and it was, it was pretty hilarious man i have an impromptu segment if you guys are down let's in, do it uh, in the new fifa you can play three on three indoor so can we fantasy draft three on three nugget teams really quick for indoor <sighs> soccer absolutely i think we have to do this um, who gets the number one pick? Who gets obviously the one me pick? because it's my glorious idea. Uh, <laughs> and I'm taking Juancho and Gomez. God, son of a... <laughs> He's from Spain. There's, like, there's literally no other picks. Who else are we going to pick? So on this video, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Juancho is featured in like every single second of every clip. <laughs> He's like somehow in every single one of them. Just Lean into the Juancho <laughs> thing, baby. Hugging everyone. Yeah, he is a yeah, footballer. Yeah, and then uh, Nicole, you see Nicola scored and then immediately flopped on the ground. And so he was sliding across the, the turf. I love Nikola Jokic when he's fun, when he's, he's having, uh, joking around with the team and like when he's a big goofball. My strong guess is the team gets to see a lot more of that than we do as fans this, and media. This is what's funny. And this is why this video was so perfect is because it was a look behind the curtain that, again, like so much of our takes are because we get to see these guys for like 3% of their day at best. And so, yeah, it is kind of it is kind of neat. All right, so Wancho went first. I think Jokic is good at everything, so I'm taking Jokic. Probably, probably good call. Eric, you get yeah. two since you're a loser. So, <laughs> so listen, I mean, you so you pick the two guys from Europe. Um, so <laughs> I, I guess Murray, right? Jamal Murray. There's got to be a Canadian soccer connection. He seems like he could be like uh, elusive on the pitch. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, uh, we'll go Jamal Murray. We'll go. Um, I guess. Uh, can I get Blatko? Yeah, why <laughs> I mean, not? Sure. I was on the squad. So we have yet to pick an American, which seems appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. Not, there's, there's absolutely no uh, accent. 
Two Americans look sneaky good, but I don't want to give away my picks yet. Adam, who are you taking? That's good because I don't have a clue. Plumley did have some stuff, and if I went with Jokic and Plumley, I'd have a pretty enormous. I think I'd be set at goalie. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go Mason Plumley. Good call. He was my other one. I'm taking Michael Malone. Coach had. Moves. I wanted him. Damn it. Coach had heart, and you know what? I trust Michael Malone to play defense, and that's, that's important. <laughs> You know what? Slide tackling <laughs> <laughs> calls a timeout. I feel, I feel good about my uh, Jamal and Blacko duo, though, going up against your uh, well, Michael. We, we need one more, right? Yeah, I need Wancho. a fast person. Yeah, so who do you have? So you have oh. Wancho and Malone. Actually, Wancho yeah. Malone's going to win this for sure. I, well, how are you going to fill uh, out the squad? Malone doesn't let Wancho play, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> their, their team Just to earn his spot on the team, man. Yeah. I'll take Malik, too. I'll take Malik. Ooh, Malik. I bet he's he's just really fast. You could probably just give him no, a No, he's fast my goalie. Breaks. He's my goalie, bro. Really? All right, I'm going to go with Monte. I just assume he is a great passer. He sees the court. You got a lob threat. You got Yoke. I'm with it. Monte. It's my guy. And in goal, Bobo. Oh, <laughs> I wish Bull Bull was here for that. I bet he was sad watching that video today. Yeah, he's his motion. Like he's a lot more. Uh, he's like a gazelle, like a big, tall, gangly gazelle. Like he moves with a lot more fluidity. I think he's probably could do some damage uh, in mid field or whatever you do in soccer. Oh, I thought you were talking basketball here, which it was. It would have been. Now we haven't talked about Bull Bull on the show. You guys, I know you guys did a little bit yesterday, but. Yeah, it's, it's fun free. watching him. He plays tomorrow on Wednesday, or Wednesday when the Nuggets are playing as well. Um, two good games so far. Two good games you, from Bull Bull. You could just stream those games, right, on the G League website. You don't even yeah, have to go through or like Facebook sketchy. or something. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go. You don't have to go to the sketchy spot. You can get them for free. Listeners, let me tell you about Breckenridge Brewery and the Avalanche Amber Ale, my favorite beer that they have there. It's a, a blend of pale and caramel malts, just a kiss of bittering hops. Creates a refreshing but flavorful anytime beer. And seriously, an inter- anytime beer. This is like my go-to. If I'm just going to have one or two beers, the Avalanche Amber is always what I'm a malty guy. I'm not a hoppy guy. I'm a malty guy. Aromas of pale grain, semi-sweet middle, and a clean as Colorado snow finish. It's the best-selling beer that they have. And they're just a great partner for us. You can check out their events page. They're going to have a presence at our uh, our um, live show coming up on Thursday, uh, Blake Street Tavern, 7 o'clock. Um, but they're just a really, really good partner, really, really cool company. And we always say here at DNVR, we try to go for Colorado companies, Denver co- uh, companies, homegrown, diehard fans. And that's what Breckenridge are. We have a personal relationship with them. This isn't somebody that just writes us a check and then we email back and forth. These are people we actually get to know on a personal level, and they just love what we're doing at DNVR. We love what they're doing at Breckenridge Brewery. So check it out. And then, of course, they have the Beer Locator. If you want to go on Twitter, you can find that Beer Locator as their pinned tweet. Or you can just search for it, Breckenridge Brewery uh, uh, Beer Locator. Find out where the liquor store near you. Even if you're out of state, they're not just in Colorado. They have, uh, you know, their reach goes all over the country. Do the search, find out who in your area has it, and check it out, and then get back to us. Send us a screen grab if you're enjoying a nice, cool amber ale or anything else, Vanilla Porter Jr., Strawberry Skyline, anything. Let us know. I also want to tell you about Symbiotax. There's a new alternative for addressing your tax needs. Symbiotax, an administration, provides its clients with honest and knowledgeable tax services from a licensed professional. You guys know we're all about taking care of our own, and George over at Symbiotax is a proud DNVR subscriber and a diehard Avs fan. Whether you have a small business, you're looking to rent out a room in your house, or if you just need to get your tax return filed, go to a qualified professional to understand your tax requirements. Don't end up on one of those retail tax chains called Symbiotax today for a free consultation, 720-366-4470, or visit them on symbiotax.com. That's symbio, S-Y-M-B-I-O, tax.com. Um, all right, let's talk about this, the main story of the day, the Denver Nuggets. We knew this was coming, so it's kind of funny. It's, it, it's not, I wouldn't say it's anticlimactic. It was still very climactic, but, um, the black jerseys dropped. Amazing. Guess, first off the top, just yay or nay. I'll start with you, Eric. I mean, I, I think it has to be a yay. That was it. That's all he needs. <laughs> wow, what a, that 
was great. I was so excited to ask what? you this. You, you, gave, you, gave, you gave me the two. <laughs> here are the two options, yay or nay. I say yay. Uh, okay. There, All right. Okay. We'll start very, very short. We'll start up. very short. Brendan, yay or nay? Yes. Eric's not trained in media, Adam. Uh, <laughs> that's, I, right. that's a yay for me. Those jerseys are awesome. I know they just changed the color, but it looks better on black. Um, there's a weird kind of dynamic because a black is definitely not a Nuggets color, right. but I think this is a better look than the white or a potential blue. I don't know about you. Black is cool. It's just it's menacing. Yeah. It's cool, and like even though it's not one of the Nuggets' colors, it's like it's black. It's not a color. It's just it's right. Everyone has black. I, yeah. Eric, correct me if I'm wrong, but black is actually the absorption of color. Am I right? <laughs> well, if you want to get technical, if you're talking about uh, print versus um, on screen. Okay. So on on screen, you know, so you you've heard of CMYK color breakdown versus RGB color breakdown. Of course, yeah. Are those <laughs> but yeah, I mean, explain it for those of us who don't who haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're talking about in the, the world of uh, physical objects, um, the world of black, physical objects, <laughs> as opposed to that exist on screen that are created by light, that. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is like a real explanation. Do you want this or not? I yes, tell. I do. So, <laughs> when um, if you're talking about something that's printed, black is all of the colors put together. Essentially, it's like oh, yes, everything, okay. right? And then, and then, if you're talking about as it's produced through light, um, you all of the colors that come together to create white on screen, and so black is the absence of color when you're talking about it when it's created by light, and so. In this particular example, uh, it's, yes, it's sort of absorbing light <laughs> by uh, not. <laughs> I can see. I feel like I'm failing first terrible. grade all over again. Like this is, this is terrible. I'm absorbing none of this. Um, <laughs> exactly. I the word like light. The has, <laughs> I am like the color white in that I am absorbing none of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, black is not traditionally a Nuggets color. Black is. <laughs> Thank you. Good save. Yeah. Black is, however, the um, the thing is, is though nothing is until it is, right? Like, and right. so once they introduce this into the palette, like now this could potentially be a Nuggets color, and black obviously is the ultimate neutral. Mm. It goes with absolutely everything. So it, this is that's why it works with all of these like bright pastelly poppy colors. I have a devil's advocate on this. It's like a premature devil's advocate. Oh, wow. um, is it not just lazy that they just switched? The last year's jersey to to black from white. Well, what do you? I mean, every year you have a road jersey, you have a home jersey, they're the same jersey, but they're no. I'm just saying so, the whole league like came up with these brand new designs, and Denver just turned last year's into into black jerseys. I love them, but I, I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate, just get warmed I, up. I actually think I have an answer for this. I think these were created at the exact same time, mm. so I think it was always the plan to be like, okay, we're going to do the white one one year and the black one next year. So. Um, I, I don't think it was lazy. I don't think they like, was that today? Oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Oh, um, better question. It looks like there was a presale date for later in the month. This definitely got pushed because they were leaked. No, no, I don't think it's the so? 27th, right? Yeah. And I just know that every beat has the exact same day. So I think that was a day that was set. Okay. Like, yeah. Everybody's gotcha. been talking about those. Gotcha. I also I, I I don't know I don't know if they got leaked. I, I have a conspiracy. I think that they they themselves leaked them in a sense to sort of like take the temperature of um, the public at large. To Those mofos, if they, if they leaked them, if they did not leak them to to any to, to us, went to Dude, because it was go Nuggets to, wave like my, the homie, go to the, but to the Nuggets woge of Instagram, bro. You got to go straight <laughs> to Nuggets wave. Mofo, man, the Nuggets. That's that's how they dropped them. I'd be very very hurt. <laughs> So, Eric, you've got so, me mad at something that probably didn't even happen. <laughs> classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, so if I could do – do you want me to do a full breakdown of these uh, of these jerseys here? Like I, I, want, I want the most detailed deep breakdown on this. Yes. Eric, I, I love the way your brain works with this kind of stuff. Okay. So the first thing that I am struck by when I look at the entire jersey is how prominent the white is. Like the, the mountains are – they come so much more forward – uh, visually than the rainbow in years past when the rainbow was a solid color uh-huh. on black and on blue. Um, like that was the dominant element. But if you look at like, as I'm looking at like Gary here standing, that white mountain like really pops forward and same with the the collar up top. I've noticed they've also um, taken the opportunity to make that 
I guess, their tertiary logo, the ball with the two pickaxes, the angry crab, as I nicknamed oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's also now in, in uh, white. And I saw on the Altitude Athletics page that um, they're using that a lot, like on beanies and other elements. And so that white logo seems to be something that they're going to be using at least this year, if not into the future. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. So like, but yeah, I mean, it's true. Like I, I saw somebody online talking about how um, the reason that or they changed the design from last year because they put color in between each one of the little bars of color uh, as opposed to having white uh, peering through, which is why um, each of these bands. Oh, right. But it, that's, it's actually not true. That's a, an optical illusion. Like there's something about the black that sort of fills in that space in between each yeah. one of the little rainbow elements. And, yeah. and the white last year sapped the power of the color. And this yeah, that's why like, it looked pastel, right? Like this doesn't look it pastel. Did. It These absolutely looked pastel. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you want to check the receipts, like that's what I said last year. Like I, I was never, I didn't really like that um, rainbow jersey. I mean, I liked it okay. I liked the notion of it more than I liked the yeah, presentation. I agree. I would agree with that. I, although I do think they were cool too. Like they got a solid, they get like an A overall, but they got a B plus for me on like just what they looked like. Um, but these ones, I, I mean, these ones are, I think are completely different. Yeah, they, they are. Like uh, this is, there's a lot more power in these. I, mean, I think that's what everybody is, is mm. noticing. Yeah, um, power. Um, so, and I was also comparing them to last year. Like there's a couple like little um, sizing differences when it comes to the numbers. Um, like <laughs> yeah. the, the main, like the main difference also is um, if you look at the back of the Jersey where they have the numbers aligned on the rainbow last year, um, what it sort of started from that purple and went up. And so it was sort of like half on and half off. And this, mm. these, Looks like they've sort of centered it in on that rainbow. And, a little yeah. bit. They're not actually centered on, on on the photo I'm looking at of Jamal Murray. They're they're actually opposite of what you're saying in that. Right. Yeah. They sort of start at the top, but they drop down below the rainbow in the bottom. Are oh, you seeing something different? Yeah, mate. Uh, let me see. That's here. what I'm seeing as well. Yeah. Can you share a screen? Okay. Let's look at the same thing. Let me share my screen. I'll show you what I'm, what I'm looking at. Here. Great. I don't know, I don't know how to share a screen. I don't know yeah. how to share. I don't know how to do any of this. Let Let me push the conversation along. We've seen the 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 jerseys for a couple of days now. The shorts, Eric. This is our first look. I don't want to distract you. I know how your beautiful mind works, but as I stall for Adam here, no, no, what no. Do you no. Think, yeah. Go ahead. Are you? What do you think of the shorts? Uh, I mean, the shorts are literally just turning white to black. <laughs> That's the exact same short. <laughs> yeah. But this I little mean, mini I'm, logo at the at the bottom. Do you like that? I like uh, the the mountain. The sort yeah, of yeah, that like kind of tiny mountain. Um, I don't know. I like it all right. Like it's it's weird to me that it's it sort of alludes at the shape of a like that would be the the, the snow capped peak of a mountain and then we don't have the rest of the mountain filling out the sides uh, uh when when they first introduced that shape they called it um i think the nugget or like they they said it was a, the gold nugget or something and it, which bothered me because exactly um it, it bothered me um and so maybe i've never forgiven them for that but uh, <laughs> do, do i like it? i like it. i mean i like it all right like it, i don't know it's kind of like a. I would not have ended up on that particular shape. What would you have put on if you would have put right there? Would you have put the crab logo on the side here? No. Um, what would I have put? I, I, I just this. I, I probably picked at the pickaxes in some way. I don't. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the crab logo either. I mean, I'm I, I'm a fan of all of these logos. <laughs> it's why you call it the crab they, logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as they work together, like I, I yeah. like the, the the whole suite. There, you know, I I don't love that logo in and of itself, but I love it as a full tapestry of the entire brand. So what else? What else so, are you noticing here? Well, so looking like deep dive here, looking at this front, are you, can you guys see my screen? Yep. Yes. As I'm yep. talking about this. So, but the um, audience can't. <laughs> no, but we can share these photos. Like I've, I've collected all these photos so we can, okay. we can share them uh, after the fact. So um, if you look at the front of the, of this Jersey here, like you can see that, um, the black part of the jersey is made of mesh. It's like, you know, perforated with all those holes. And then if you look at the rainbow itself, it looks like it's a different fabric that mm. is stitched in. It looks almost like it's a T-shirt kind of fabric. Like it's not um, 
Hmm. The, the, like the color is printed. It's not uh, made through thread or, or like um, sewn on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not a patch. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not. They also didn't want to keep it or they didn't want it to be uh, perforated with all of those holes, probably so that the, the color showed better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. I wonder what this jersey feels like. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, I'm curious, like what that because the middle part looks like it's like almost, like I said, like a t-shirt uh, material, or like a. The players didn't like wearing the white versions last year. Do we know if that was a, a design thing or a function thing? Like, did they not like the way they fit? Does anyone know? I think it was more the way they looked. Mm. And and I think this is a little overstated. It was their least favorite of the four. That's why they only. I think they only wore it for one playoff game. They gotcha. had a choice yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. and they only wore it once. Yeah, you know. Also, but I think they like this one. I've heard from a bunch of a handful of the players that this was like their their favorite. So I think they mm-hmm. I think they do like this one a lot. It's Everybody a sharp likes look. black. Yeah, it's a sharp look. I think it's going to be a fan favorite. I think it's going to be among the top city sellers probably in the league. Yeah, people, yeah. There was getting a lot of love on Twitter today from like random people. Yeah, without question. I mean, the, this entire look is is so deeply rooted in nostalgia and uh, sort of like the historical view of the Nuggets. And it's like people. I mean, we always talk about this anytime that the the rainbows come up. Um, that you know they're really fun to look at initially, and to sort of like um, it's just such a nice change of pace from anything else you see anywhere around the league. Although Utah is kind of trying to steal our vibe a little bit with their weird like layered rock um looking uniforms but oh yeah but i mean i can understand the players didn't love the white ones because a again they they have that sort of like soft pastel kind of look and if you didn't grow up in denver like you don't really have necessarily have love that's true that design and pastel just in general is like not the most menacing or tough (laughs) like like yeah, I guess, uh, intimidating. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what else, Eric? Are there any other details? Well, I'm, I mean, at the bottom of the uh, the jersey here, right above the tag, I see that there's a 5280 uh, embroidery uh, little design element uh, sewn in, which is cool. I mean, all the little like little details are what make jerseys like this so interesting to me anyway and i think to other people just little pieces that really don't serve any function and and in that case you don't even see it more often Mm -hmm. than not jersey is tucked in but it's just sort of like a cool little just for you design element is when you look at it and when you touch it 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 just makes you um it just conveys that feeling of quality and uh you know attention to detail the ability to wear black undergarments with this, I think, is huge. Like all the players wearing their like elbow pads and arm sleeves and stuff in black. It just like I don't know why it just looks better than like yeah. they had to go like yellow or something, you know? Yeah, like I, I I've compiled a uh, photo <laughs> list <laughs> of all of the various um, incarnations of the rainbow over the years. I mean, we've done a couple reboots now. I mean, we, it seems like we bring the rainbow or the skyline at least back every yeah. five or so years. And we always are like, where's the rainbow? And it's like, just, it's coming. It, I promise yeah. it'll come. Yeah, we continually bring it back. Uh, but this is probably the best um, reimagining of the rainbow that ah. has ever existed. I think there's an argument to be made that this is among, if not the most intimidating, kind of like menacing in a traditional sense, Nuggets uniforms. I mean, Nuggets have had some cool looks, but they're, you know, they're like almost more playful and creative with the designs. Like, I wouldn't say I've ever thought of a Nuggets uniform as like, oh, that's badass. But I kind of right. think this falls into this this category. I don't know. It's kind of hard to have something that's badass with a rainbow in the middle. <laughs> like, yeah. I think it's more badass. To, like, the black and white obviously is like, you know, that is definitely more um, to the point and has a little bit more edge to it. But I don't know. I, I think it's difficult. <laughs> Unless I, I guess you're the Hawaiian um, Rainbow Warriors of the University of Hawaii, then maybe you can say that this is a, an intimidating look. But I no, just think it's you know it's sharp. But you know what? First of all, I mean, I think like loud colors and, and stuff now is maybe more more popular than it was maybe 10, 15 years ago during like the Nelly era. But um, now what I think is cool about these ones is the uniform being black almost looks like a canvas, like a blank, like an art show canvas. And then the rainbow is like the design on display. So I'm looking at the, what you have on your screen now, the picture of Gary Harris, where 
it's kind of from far away. It's a full body shot. And the rainbow is like the only thing that really stands out. And it's kind of cool that way. Yeah. And the, and the white, I mean, like notice how, how strong that white is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the collar, the number, the mountain, and then the nuggets, and then into that, uh, that crab logo. Yeah. All right. So rank for me now all five of the nuggets is jerseys. It, I know the white ones won't be worn anymore, but um, include those plus the four that are still around. You're asking me? Yeah, I'm going to ask both of you, but I'm going to start with you. Okay, so uh, go worst to best. Sure. Worst is uh, the the white rainbow. Oh wow! No. Okay. <laughs> well, Jeez. yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, I I think it's the worst. I mean, I yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Okay. And then, um, and then um, after that is the white uh, away jersey. Yeah. Um. Do you just hate then, white, or is it just these ones in particular? Um, I don't think I like white that much. Okay. Like it's just cause every team in the league has it and uh, it just, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 you know, it's like, it, there's nothing, um, yeah. really ownable. It just is a default kind of thing. Yeah. So then, uh, then it's their, their standard, their dark blues would be the, uh, the next, the Navy blues. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I don't know. And then I think it's gotta be the black rainbows number two. And then number one is going to be the, uh, mile high city, mm. uh, blue circle. What about you, Brendan? Uh, yeah, the white aways um, last for me. Uh, then probably the, the blues, yeah. the traditionals, and then a white rainbow, then mile high, then black rainbow. Me and you, I think, have the exact same list. The, we, honestly, we agree too much. Yeah, we do. Uh, the uh, the blue, the rainbow, the black rainbow, and the um, the mile high city jersey are are maybe those might switch over time. Like, the Mile High City jersey has really just grown on. Like, I liked it right away, but the more it's around, the more I just feel like it's this era of Nuggets, which is part of what I think a jersey yeah. should do. It should, they're going to age the it. best, too. Like, they're, they're, they don't – I don't want to reduce the rainbow to, like, a shtick or whatever, but, they're like, the, yeah. the Mile High ones don't rely on anything like that. Those are just, like, yep. whether you know about Denver or not, like, those are fly, you know? Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those are yeah, those those just employ like really classic design techniques. There's not a lot of extra frill to them. They just are a, a really powerful what? combination right. of colors. Um, this to me, these rainbows are always it's just, they're just candy. Like <laughs> if you just look if you looked at these every day, you would quickly fall out of love with them. It's just that oh. they're so they're so disruptive and they're so interesting and you know it's just something cool to look at i also you know i always like to reserve judgment like final judgment for all of this stuff even though i've already rendered it but to actually see them on the floor like how do they look you know mm. against their the the wood how do That's they look true. against the cut like all of that like that whole presentation is just so it important matters. to me yeah yeah Huh. Um, we had an, I want to finish with this on, on this topic. We were, I thought we had an interesting discussion in the group chat, the DNVR group chat about like what Jersey to buy. And there is kind of like specific jerseys you want to get for the main player that you're going to remember. And certain ones you're going to want to get like the niche player that is maybe a little bit more obscure, but you know, feels real personal. Where do you think this black one, like what should fans get of the black jersey, black skyline? Derek. So, okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I, as I said in the DNVR uh, Slack chat, like I, I think Jokic is the move. I mean, I think Jokic is going to be the player of this era. I think Jokic is going to be um, this, you know, the the Jokic in the black city uh, mile high jersey here uh, is going to be the the same as the blue Matumbo. You know, that ultra classic, mm. like the, that really encapsulates like that era and that time. Like it, I mean, I, I can definitely hear arguments for, you know, other players, basically any other player. It just, my, the way that I was thinking about it, it was that if they, any of these players stopped playing tomorrow, would any of them be worthy to remember? And I think the only one that really fits that category just yet is Jokic. Mm. But that doesn't go for any. So if you got like the regular blue Jersey, you would say like, you can get whoever you want. On that one, well, but yeah, 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 because I mean that's going to span a lot greater amount of time. This is just like a, a like a quick hitter. This is like a, a once in a life. It's like a little little Snapchat of that particular moment in time, you know. And it's like Jokic will endure, but I don't know that Wancho will. 
I'm going to disagree a little bit. Oh, yeah. go ahead. You were too. I want to hear yours. God damn it. We're uh, going to agree again. Yeah, I know. I was. I, I think like in Wancho in a weird way, like is representative of the essence of what this era was about and like the vibe of it and, and what the fans were feeling when this was at its peak. Wancho? And yeah, I really do. Like huh. he doesn't like Jokic might be the, the poster of this era, of course, but like. Like, if you were a real Nuggets fan during this time, like, if someone says Wancho, you know exactly who they're talking about, and you perk up. And, yeah. like, I think if someone has a Wancho rainbow jersey, that's pretty dope, whether he's around long term or not. No, we don't agree. That I, I think the Mile High City blue one to me is Yoke, because last year was, like, a huge Yoke year. He's first team All-NBA, and that was the jersey. And then for some reason, like, if you told me close your eyes and picture Nik- Nikola Jokic, I just picture him in that blue jersey. Don't ask me why. I just do. And then maybe it's because that was the media day one for him, and I just I always look at that one whenever I'm doing like photoshops. But then this one, this kind of feels a bit like the year of Murray in a lot of different ways. So for me, I would say the blue Mile High City jersey that's Yoke. This one, Jamal Murray, and and your set. The other ones you can do with whatever you want. I can I I, I hear that. I mean, especially if you want to think about it in the, who you think is going to have a memorable year, um, and since these will only exist in, for this year. So really it's like relegated to the players that are actually going to wear them. So if this is the year of Murray, then let's do it. Let's let's remember it. The presenting sponsor today, Total Beverage, totalbev.com, 30. That's right, 30. That's the amount, that's the percentage that you get off when you use promo code DNVR19. Total Bev is giving the DNVR family 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more with the max discount applying up to $75 when you use promo code DNVR2019. So many different people of our listeners were using this that we have this entire new discount going with them. They just absolutely love it. They love DNVR. They love our listeners. So go online or use the Total Beverage app totalbev.com or download the Total Beverage app and they deliver to you. Um, They deliver to most of the metro area from Lakewood to Boulder, Aurora, Brighton, and they got the lowest prices in the state. Plus they offer CBD products. So you can drink uh, from drinks to gummies. You can enjoy CBD products on your next visit and don't let that offer pass you by. And even better yet, they deliver right to you. Don't even have to get up. So speaking of memorable years, that brings us to our next topic here. We can race through segments two and three here a little bit, but I want to play devil's advocate and just kind of give the other side to a lot of many of the quote unquote narratives that have popped up, many of which we have perpetuated, Brendan, Brendan and I. Um, and I want to give, you know, kind of kind of just talk about maybe some areas where we're, we could be wrong. And one of them is Nikola Jokic is having a down year. Which I think is, first of all, relative to to what his like expectations are and averages. I mean, there's no question about it. But you know, we've acted like there's been a real concern for that, and and I I still stand by that. But can we play? Is there a devil's advocate to be played that you know maybe all of this stuff about Jokic is completely overblown, Brendan? Yeah, I think you start though with just the Nuggets record, don't you? <laughs> Nine and three. Aren't aren't the Nuggets <laughs> off to the thing about Jokic? There's almost an irony to him having emerged as an MVP candidate because his value – like I don't know if I've ever seen a star who just it, – it goes straight to team winning, right? How well he yeah. plays and when he's at his best. There are a lot of guys who we think of as stars that I think struggle to elevate five guys on the court at the same time. Jokic does it in his sleep. So I don't know. Like There's just something about the way that him being on the court has been enough for them to get off to the start despite all of their struggles and him not putting up maybe monster stats – um, I don't know. I just think that's like classic yo. What do you think, Eric? Um, it's difficult because the last time we saw him was in the playoffs, and he was he had turned into an entirely different animal, a monster, and an absolute monster. And so the hope was that we would see a complete continuation of that. And so he started off this year like not that dissimilar from years past. Um, so you could say like, okay, he's sort of on the same trajectory to have a really good year, but it's just like a bummer. You just want to see that playoff Jokic. And so, you know, like he's still Jokic and the team is still working and they're not working as well as we want them to. But, um, it's that thing with expectation, right? Where you just want to see something and when you don't see exactly what you want, it's, it doesn't feel right. And so, yeah, he's having, I mean, he's, he's, you know, 
he's doing well. He's having a great year. We just want we just want more because we've seen it. So would you rather have the Kawhi Leonard like, oh, my gosh, he looks like an all star. He looks like an MVP candidate, but he's played in roughly two thirds of the games. Or would you rather have Jokic, who's in every single game, but you're clearly getting about 60 percent of him? Well, it, go ahead, Brendan. Well, it's, it's tough because even the 60 percent like they're winning games. It's good enough. Yeah, it's true. Do you know what I mean? And that's just the reality. And I I don't know if that's the case if he's not on the court. So I would say as far as the regular season, you know, getting off to a hot start, sustained success, I think Yoke in that example. Eric, what would you guess the month of November last season? What would you guess Jokic averaged per game? You're talking points or just everything? Just I mean, you can just kind of give me a stack line that you think represents his November (laughs) last year. Uh, I mean, I got to think it's probably slow, right? Like it's probably like 16, 17 points, maybe, uh, seven rebounds, five assists. So in the month of November, he averaged 13.9 points. Wow. Isn't that wild? He averaged 20 for the season. He averaged 13.9 in the month of November, of which there were 15 games, by the way, this is like a good sample size, nine (laughs) rebounds. Seven assists. So, you know, the rebounds and assist numbers, I guess, a little bit more in line. Although, if we look at it, nine rebounds was the least of any month that he played. And 7.1 assists is actually the least until March that, that he played, So that he got. So, just like last year, you know, he, he started slow. And then if you just compare side-by-side, Harrison Wind had this tweet today that was really great. Um, last First 12 games of this season, or of last season, 17.6 points. First 12 games of this season, 16.4. So basically one point less. And then 8.8 rebounds against 10.7. So he rebounded a little bit better. 6.6 assists for 7. So he barely had more. Basically identical stats to last year. And he ended up having a phenomenal year. So Devil's Advocate, chill the F out, us. (laughs) Well, this is how – I mean this is the the absolute difference between um, stats – NBA watching and like I test NBA. Oh, yes. so, so true. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You look at that. The problem's real. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, it doesn't take into account like how, what his effect is on the rest of the team, how he's, you know, enabling other players or how he's actually hurting other players by really not putting it all into it. But, but then again, like with Jokic, it's, you just need, he just needs motivation, unfortunately. Like, we're just learning this about him, where if he matches up against Carl Anthony Towns or uh, uh, the guy from Philly, what's his name? <laughs> Indeed. Joel Indeed. Yeah, like, Jokic comes out and sure. you're like, <laughs> well, everything's forgettable if you're, if you're me. But, um, but he, like, he comes out with actual motivation there, and he just dominates. And you're like, oh, right, there's Jokic. There he yeah. is. And then he just plays, like, some other team on a Tuesday, and you're like, what are we doing? Like, are we having this emotional discussion about Jokic again? Are we going to do this every season? And the answer, of course, is yes. <laughs> yes, I think we will every single season. Um, <laughs> another thing we might see every single season this time of year is Tory Craig starting. Does I think for the next fifteen years he will start the first ten games of the year. So let's, <laughs> let's play devil's advocate again here. I'll let you do this, Brendan. Um, he started all of these games, and we were all furious about it. But devil's advocate. Well, they won the games. This is going to be like every single one is going to be number they one. They won the games. I would tell yeah. you that. Michael Malone would def- definitely tell you that. And then as Malone said today, right, Torrey Craig played very, very well at a crucial sustained period for the Nuggets last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why he was out there. Did it, it took a little long, but again, can you blame him if they were winning the games? Right. It's a fair point, Eric. I mean – this is what I was saying uh, when we did that after game pod the other week. Like, this is just how Michael Malone makes decisions. Like, he he is so tuned into the locker room and the locker room dynamics that you can't just take something away from somebody without somebody else stepping up and actually earning it and allowing the locker room themselves to feel good about the decision. You can't just like take Tory Craig, who was a warrior for you in the playoffs, and then just all of a sudden stick a rookie in his place. Um, and not have there be some kind of ripples. Um, and, it's, yeah. and that's the kind of coach that you want. Like you want a coach who's, who's in charge and is steering an oil tanker, not somebody who's on a jet ski, just sort of like, like Brian Shaw would make like rash decisions, like take people out and put them in. Like 
do all this stuff where you would just like sort of just jump from one side to the other. And, and yeah. Michael Malone is like, he's, he, he just like he's a process oriented guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just puts things out and he allows them time to either succeed or fail. And then he's shown this over and over. Like we want him to make quick movements, but it's, it's more damaging over a long term season to, to, to make quick movements like that. It's good to sort of like let, Every, let, let there be no doubt like okay we got to take this guy out of the starting rotation like it's it's undeniable that he's hurting us at this point like now we can uh, make this move god's advocate again though uh look at the <laughs> offense look at how wancho's playing like yes you can come on uh, but uh, wancho, like but wancho was just a not he was gone all last year like he no i know this it's, was it's the, true what Malone did was rational. That's the truth. It's it's easy for us to say here in hindsight, but like Malone took a rational approach. I think. So I, I have a really interesting story. I think it's interesting um, to share here. That so there is we have a fan of Chinese descent lives here in Colorado who um, writes me all the time and basically has shared with me that he is the Adam Matas of China in large part because he reads and listens to what I do and then basically tr- not translates, translates it. it, but not it's not like a ver- verbatim translation, but it's like a Oh, okay, this is cool insight. I'm going to share it with China, which I just think is cool. Like the world's such an interesting place. Um, but one of the things, like we've agreed about everything. One of the things that we've really disagreed with lately is he. And it sounds like from his perspective. Of course, I have to go off of his. I'm going off of good faith here from a person I don't really know. Um, but he tells me that in China, everybody sees um, the the Michael Porter Jr. situation of him even getting any minutes as a complete sham in like a uh, reference, uh, like an example of corruption where like you have to earn it. And, and his whole thing is like in China, this is nonsense. You would never think of Tory Craig playing in the playoffs, but getting overlooked for a rookie who's unproven or Malik Beasley. And, right, Macho. Right. and it's such an interesting perspective because I think mine is you want to be the best version you can be. And Michael Porter Jr. at least provide you an opportunity to be significantly better. So for me, it's, I see the conflict, but at the same time, I'm just like, you got to do, you, you got, you, the NBA is about planning for the playoffs, not, not for just like rewarding people for, for little things. So I don't know, but I hey, thought it was look, really look, fascinating. If Tori came out and Malone gave him a longer leash and we saw signs of, wow, that shot does look better. And wow, those instincts do yeah. look improved. You know what I mean? He earned, he earned that, right? He earned the um, chance to prove that. The chance to prove that, and and yeah. and what did it cost them? Because again, they won nine and three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It didn't. It didn't cost them anything. Man, we're doing a good job, Devil's Advocate. All right, so let's go to Michael Porter Jr. Just not playing. Um, it, I thought he was great in the preseason. I thought he really, really looked good. He's clearly a part of the team's future, or at least they hope that he is. But he barely plays, and when he does, he gets yanked relatively quickly. Devil's Advocate, though, Eric. He hasn't looked that good. Honestly, on the floor, like <laughs> truly, like he, he had one game where he scored 15 points and it was incredible. But like he's uh, he, he's missed a lot of shots and um, he is really out of place a lot defensively. Like he's good and long because he's long and he can recover. And like just he swatted a few shots at the rim and done some help side stuff that's looked pretty good. But like you know, like uh, Moutier moves really quickly, but he was never in the right place defensively ever and was constantly a liability for that reason. And so, um, you know, if, until Michael Porter Jr. can really understand like when he needs to switch, when he needs to stay at home, um, it's, it's you know, it's not worth um, – and I, I understand like you want to keep him in there on, when we're up and there's not really a big uh, – you know, it's not nervous time. He's not going to screw it up and lose the game for you. But at the same point in time, like – you know, this is the NBA. Like, you yeah. mess up, you get yanked. Like, that's why. Why should that be not be be true for him? It's true for everybody else. Mm. Yeah, the, I will. I will continue this and say, uh, you know, this is potentially the only flash or, or period in, in Michael Porter Jr.'s career in which he's malleable or coachable. Um, he probably, mm. and I don't. This is not based off what I know about him as a person or anything like that. But when you're as talented as he is, what was the AAU strategy? Michael shoot the ball. What was the strategy at Missouri? Michael shoot the ball. Right now, Michael Malone is in a position where maybe, maybe he can instill some healthier habits in him. And mm. so, and, and if you're, you're ever going to have a chance to break through to him, it's now. I think. Yeah, it's a great point. The the risk and the thing I think you always fear is that you get a Nurkic like situation and like. You know, he demands a trade, or this is a terrible sure. situation for me, like that. But, but that was different. That was different because Nurk had the starting spot, and then he lost it to Jokic. Yeah, that is meaningfully different. 
But like, also, Michael Porter Jr. has not cracked the lo- the rotation. But, but I also I think this is what you want to find out about Michael Porter Jr. Is yeah. he an NRH type or is he on board? And yeah. if, if you can find out that he's not the latter or if he is the former, then maybe you get the gears turning on what it's like in flipping him. But you need someone that's committed because they have bigger fish to fry than him feeling like he's get he's his career looks the way he wanted it to be out of the gate. I give people a little more, I think, benefit of the doubt in that, like, I just don't, I don't, maybe, and Malone has a lot more information on this, but I just don't think, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. wants to suck on defense. <laughs> I think it's like, <laughs> defense right, is true. really complex, and the NBA is really yeah, tough, yeah. and it's just, it's so hard. I mean, you can imagine, if you had to do this thing that was the hardest thing you've ever had to try to do in your life, and you get to, like, one minute chances to do it, and if you don't, it's like, okay, you try again next week, and it's like, God damn, like Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, no, yeah. that's... Like you're trying to beat a video game, and it's like if you screw up though once, man, we're turning the video game off, and you don't get to try. I wouldn't have this career, man. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't have made it. I know. Imagine being an NFL kicker. Like you have one opportunity once every, you know, once a week, and if you screw up, like you might as well just never go home again. Yeah, I think he needs a he needs a longer leash. But again, the devil's advocate is he hasn't done much with, with what he's been given. Yeah, it's, I think it's honestly a really good. Uh, all of these devil's advocates are like super, super good. Um, the other thing, do you think about with with Wancho now in the rotation? I don't feel like this is a necessarily permanent fixture in the rotation, but I do feel like it's a like for right now. I don't think in one bad game it's like all right, Wancho, you're done. But I do. I also don't feel like yep, the next seventy games it's Wancho. I, I mean, it could fall out with Michael Porter Jr. I do feel like if he cracks the rotation, he will be in. For the rest of the year, unless he like completely blows it, but I'm saying, right, if, right, no, yes, I yeah, do yeah. feel like Malone is doing the thing where it's like you got to earn this, but once you do, you know, you can have a bad week and, and it's fine. Like we're gonna we're gonna roll with you, right? But I, but yeah, yeah, is, yeah, I think once he gets over a certain hump, and and that's it's about what the lessons he can teach in these teach in these moments. But again, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, it's just very easy to sympathize with MPJ right now. It's pretty hard to learn lessons when when this is the process. But this is this has been the the mo the entire time Michael Malone has been here, with the exception of Moutier, and he yeah, Jokic, Jokic did not start. Jokic had to sit by and watch as playing, and um, it took hurt for Jokic to get his rise, and then he did the most with it, you know, and so. And then even that's even Nurk though Nurk got the job by virtue of like some injuries and stuff. Like he he also didn't yeah. quite fully earn it. You know? Is is do we is it possible that some of this Michael Porter Jr. stuff is is an overcompensation for for Moutier? Over might be strong, but but it's related to that. And he's no talked about, about having it. learned that lesson, right? Yeah, and so I wonder if he's almost he he's he, he's having maybe these uh, night terrors about the lessons Moutier didn't learn, and I wonder if that's factoring into this. A hundred percent. But isn't it also just isn't it just the Wancho thing too, where um, to put Michael Porter Jr. in is not only leapfrogging. Tory Craig, it's also leapfrogging Wancho, um, these players that have done yeah. for him in the past. It's great. Yeah, like it's it, you know, it's, so he's he's just got to work his way out. It's just it's it's eighty two games, and it's you just have to take the long view on all of this stuff. Like it's hilarious just to watch the emotional roller coaster that is the fans' experience with a Nuggets basketball season, and like the deaths that you <laughs> like after yeah. that, uh, that game in. Uh, uh, New Orleans, where it was just like, should we just pack, pack it up? Like, what are we doing? Like, why would we even play this game? And then just like one game later, it's like, oh, like we have pictures of Michael Malone hugging Nicole Jokic. <laughs> it's like, it was literally like two days apart. It's like, yeah, it's just, but there also was, to... look, like the New Orleans game was especially funky, as was the Dallas one. I mean, this, we also weren't not seeing Jokic like mope up and down the court and throw like underhanded passes out of bounds. <laughs> to nobody no, like, know, that I actually know. did happen it's so true but everything in, it, at the moment just feels so yeah. big and yeah. this is going to be the thing in like a month michael porter jr will be playing regular minutes and we'll be like we're, were we t- what were we talking about what was we're, we're gonna write the memoir and we're gonna find out that like um Jokic was like really pissed at his pokemon game for a week and that was really <laughs> what, what like just threw him off is he was just so pissed <laughs> brother, his brother over his file. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just he hadn't been over that. It took a. Took I was two Pokemon over. away. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last one here for Devil's Advocate. Michael Malone believes in his heart that this is a defensive first team, and that offense is is almost secondary, just like not non issue. Devil's Advocate, Brendan. 
uh, you need to play well on offense to play well on defense sustainably and play no, hard. No, 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 no. We've all critiqued Malone. I want to like. I want you to like Devil's Advocate now. Why he's right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, my theme of the show. Oh yeah, they're winning games, and it's definitely not <laughs> oh, because okay. of the offense. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, it's a top, top like seven, top eight caliber defense right now, and and that is the reason why they have a top three record in the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean that, that that's undeniable, right? Like he, um, defense is the thing that if you get, I mean that, that every coach in every sport will tell you, like defense is the one thing that travels. Defense is the one thing you count on. Um, and so, you know, whether or not your shots are falling, um, you can't rely on that. Like that 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 oftentimes dries up. So um, he has created like an actual defensive minded team somehow. I mean, I remember during his his introductory press conference when he mentioned that he was going to make this a deeper defense first team and we were used to running up and down the court as fast as we possibly could uh during that 57 win season and it yeah. just seems so ludicrous like wh- like why would they hire this guy like, what is he talking about <laughs> it's like finally sort of like it's finally coming to pass a little bit and it's nice to like build that foundation so that you know if you do have a player like jamal murray who's proven completely uh unreliable when it comes to being able to count on his shot falling and we're counting on that to get us through a playoff series like you want to be able to turn back and you know just get some some gd stops and uh, you know then maybe just something opens up in the offensive side so i just think it, I, I just am such a believer in in malone's worldview and the way that he, he's gone about crafting this team and like um, you know, like really focusing on the personalities and then really focusing on things that you can change and then trying to foster things uh, that are a lot more difficult, uh, letting those sort of happen on their own on the offensive uh, side. So you guys want to, the most hilarious stat of all time in, in Nuggets wins. They have the third best def- defensive rating. This is for all teams when they win. They have the third best defensive rating and the 30th best offensive rating in wins. <laughs> in wins. And now, wins. In, in the three losses, they have the second best offensive rating and the second worst defensive rating. So basically when they do go <laughs> offense and when they lose they have very good offense for a lot of losing team and very bad defense and then when they win they have great defense and really bad offense so you know what malone? michael malone turned uh, he turned a sports car into a tow truck guys he really did <laughs> so funny we went long here so let's just wrap up quickly with houston um they suck and they're annoying and they're probably going to beat denver yeah strong agree they have clint capella so that that's the lost detail from the denver win no, they don't win when they have their whole squad. What do you think, Eric? I mean, it's tough to say otherwise, but this is a different year, man. You know, things are different now. We're gonna let's go. <laughs> let's go. Like, why? Why not us? Right? Like, we could do this. We could beat them. Like, I, I don't see why not. What does this game mean? What does it In the, mean? Uh, yeah, just, what does this it, game mean? What does it matter? It does matter right now because we've talked about the vibe. The vibe is so close to getting back to that good place, getting over. And, and what, what it feels like po- this would be a win that was like, you know what, what we're back. Yep. I mean, what could possibly reengage Nuggets Nation than like Wancho drops twenty on Houston with five threes and and the Nuggets win? Yeah. Oh, this is ma- this game is massively symbolic because this has been there's like been every year there's like a team that the Nuggets couldn't quite get over and. Every year so far, it's been the Rockets. So, um, and Portland actually, but I know, but that was now like, yeah, yeah, except for now, like we got over them. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not in Utah, is still on that list, also. Like, um, but yes, I would, it would be, it would feel very satisfying to beat Houston in our building. I'd love to see it. Yeah, it would be. I think it's more about the momentum thing. Like, there's the schedule's a little tough. They're home, but they got the Celtics, you know, this weekend. There's the games get a little bit more tough, and just getting a little momentum rolling where it's like Denver hasn't. They just had a feel good win in Memphis where they played the way we want. Um, if they get one against Houston, and then you go into that Friday game, like this is a chance to like show the world. No, the Nuggets are for real. Like, let's do it. Let's get some. More let's get importantly, rolling. 
More importantly, we roll into our, our live podcast with a little swagger. There it is. <laughs> Let's go. There it is. The live show Friday or Thursday. Sorry. Thursday, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday at 7 o'clock, Blake Street Tavern. Come eat. Come drink. Come be on the panel and talk nuggets with us. It's going to be a really, really good time. We're going to have giveaways, all kinds of cool stuff. And you're going to want to RSVP. You can see our events page. If you go to thednvr.com and click on the events tab, you can see it there. And you can RSVP. You can just follow us on Twitter. We're going to be tweeting this out all day tomorrow. Um, but it's going to be a good time. You're going to want to come out. This is, think about it. You've never gone to a live recording of a podcast. This is like a whole new experience for you. So come on out, join the show, uh, share some laughs. We're going to have a really good time. I'm going to really like produce this show to make it uh, a, a unique thing. And, and it should be a lot of fun. So Eric, thanks for coming on. Brendan, thanks for coming on. See you. See you guys. <laughs> and everybody else will be back again tomorrow with a brand new recap episode of the Rockets game. We'll see you all then. You guys know how supporting local businesses is in our blood, and we're excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. You always hear us talking about them. It may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. And guess what? Snow is coming. It actually is. It's probably snowing right now as you're listening to this. And we've already had a taste of it. You'll need Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows. DRC can cut to size and pre-slot most snow plow rubbers. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We went and checked out their warehouse a few weeks back and it was nothing short of amazing. These guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades. And we even witness machines that can cut materials, terrifying machines that can cut materials that are used in bulletproof vests. Remember, Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all. And you can purchase products for yourself and, of course, buy, buy in bulk at a fantastic rate. They're family-owned. The business with loyalty only to the people. So just like us here at DNVR, local company, family owned. Be sure to give them a call today for all your snow plow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc. 1-800-259-0010. That's 1-800-259-0010. Or visit them at drcfirst.com slash DNVR. And tell them who sent you.